the term equestrian originated from the productive activities of human beings. Originally, it referred to the skills needed to control and ride horses. It has gradually morphed into unique sports events that test the ability of people and horses to work together in the arena. The equestrian events in the modern Olympics are based on the European aristocratic culture. Equestrian events were held for the first time in the Olympic Games in Paris in 1900, and today they are the only Olympic sports events that require athletes to work with animals. As a matter of fact, various forms of equestrian activity were depicted in the caves of Dunhuang. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Why We Love Dunhuang. In the previous episode, we looked at how ancient people lived in Dunhuang. Today, let's shift our focus from human to animal. There are many animal figures pictured in Dunhuang, and the horse may be the most popular one, as they played a very important role in the life and work of ancient people. Historically, Dunhuang was an oasis in the desert, serving as a key transit hub connecting China's central territory and the border area in the west. Locals had a particularly close relationship with horses because horses were almost indispensable for grazing their herds, hunting, transportation and for fighting against their enemies. It's fair to say that horses and people were in a life-and-death relationship in Dunhuang. Therefore, a unique horse-related culture was born there. During the Han Dynasty, more than 2,000 years ago, Chinese diplomat Chang Qian opened the Silk Road. Through a tour of Central Asia, he brought many valuable stallions to China, which boosted the horse-breeding industry in the Han Dynasty. The needs of hunting and military action meant that Chinese people gradually grew familiar with horse-related skills. Therefore, horse-based acrobatic and equestrian skills emerged in China. Taming Horses is a painting in Cave 290 of the Mugao Grottoes. It was created during the Northern Zhou Dynasty in the 6th century. In this painting, a groom wearing a felt cap is attempting to tame a fiery horse. A purplish-red horse has raised its front legs above the ground, while the groom, with his head and shoulders raised, is holding a whip in his hand. He is in a state where great energy is ready to erupt from his body at any time. Such a posture, combining one person and horses, depicts the difficulty in taming horses. In Mogao Cave 428, there are many horse-related scenes on the wall. The mural illustrates a well-known Buddhist Jataka story, in which we can see three princes going for an outing, riding red, blue-grey and black horses respectively. The horses look sturdy and elegant, just like those we see in dressage performances nowadays. The most exciting scene shows the riders all galloping across the forest. The little prince has just fed a tiger with his own body, so his two brothers are eager to go back and report to the king. In a galloping horse scene, the blue-grey horse is depicted with all four hooves in the air. 
In order to highlight the anxious mood of the rider and the fast speed of the horse, the trees beside it all fall to one side. You can almost feel the wind from the galloping horses. In ancient times, Dunhuang was populated by ethnic minorities such as the Huns, Turks, Uyghurs and Tubos. Many of them lived a nomadic life and were good at riding and hunting, which makes riding and hunting a popular theme in the Dunhuang murals. In Mugao Cave 249, there is a wall picture showing a hunter riding on the back of a red galloping horse, turning his bow and shooting at a tiger. Another hunter is riding on a black horse in the forest, chasing a group of wild deer. The whole picture makes a very gripping hunting scene, and such equestrian movements are very difficult to do, even today. It's more like a stunt performance. In Cave 431, we see another aspect of the process of domesticating horses. This mural was created during the early Tang dynasty in the 7th century and it depicts a groom guarding a group of horses and waiting for the return of the horse's owner. The groom is at the centre of the mural. He looks tired. Wearing boots and holding reins, he is sitting on the ground and taking a nap. Three sturdy horses line up on either side, standing still with their heads bowed. Saddles are on their back. They seem to be ready to react to their owner's call at a moment's notice. On the wall paintings of Cave 61, viewers can see an exciting equestrian performance in progress on a piece of flat land. Some riders perform various archery movements on horseback. Some lean over and pick up a rope on the ground whilst galloping. The most dangerous scene is of a rider jumping back and forth between four running horses. And finally, he holds on to the saddle of one horse with his left hand and raises his right hand high in the air. There are the Chinese characters, which mean skill learning and entertainment in the title of the painting, which proves that equestrianism was both a kind of sport and a performing art in ancient times. Horses were also an indispensable tool in ancient military operations. Since ancient times, due to its strategic geographical location, Dunhuang has been a battleground for various armed forces. A painting in Mugao Cave 156 depicts a tour by a regional military chief in the late Tang Dynasty in the 9th century. In the painting, the general and his cavalry troop are marching in formation. There are many people and horses in the painting, but overall, the painting looks very orderly. Another painting in the same cave depicts the situation of the general's wife when she travels. Together, there are more than 100 horses in these two paintings. Apart from military horses, there are also horses used for hunting, carriage and postal services. The two murals tell of almost all the functions of horses in ancient Chinese society. In addition, the steps of the horses are said to be in line with the rhythm of the music played by the band of the general's entourage, 
This highlights the delicate level Chinese people's horse riding skill had reached. In the Tang Dynasty, horse dancing was one of the most fashionable entertainment activities for the royal family. A Tang emperor once ordered 100 horses to be trained for dancing purposes. After rigorous training, these horses mastered extremely diverse and complex movements, and they were able to perform them to the rhythm of the music. Many of those movements cannot be seen in modern equestrian events, but they have been vividly recorded on the walls of the Dunhuang Caves. As time went by, some forms of ancient Chinese equestrianism developed into more competitive events, such as horse racing, which is popular among some ethnic minority groups of China today. The modern Olympics have a rule that the horse should be the priority factor in evaluating the performance of an athlete. This stresses that a harmonious relationship should be reached between humans and animals. Our human ancestors accumulated a great understanding of horses in the process of domestication and taming horses. What has come hand in hand is the development of an emotional attachment to horses on the part of humans. In this regard, a lot of horse-related pictures have been created in Dunhuang, the world's largest gallery of Buddhist art. Of course, there are many other animals depicted or sculptured by the local craftsmen. These skilled craftsmen could even create some mythical beasts they had never seen before. We will meet one of them in our next episode. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and San Liang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you on the next episode of Why We Love Dunhuang. <laughs>